Today we continue in this series of messages about the promises of God. In the Bible, there are thousands of promises made by God. You know, we all make and receive promises, but the only being capable of keeping every promise is God. So we're going to look to those promises. And what we hope is that the promises of God will help you to see your problems as a part of the process God is using to transform you into the person he wants you to become. So the Bible has thousands of promises, and there are some big ones. Sometimes we call them covenants made by God, and it gradually reveals who God is and what he will do. We've talked about a few of these already, like God's promise to humanity through Adam and Eve, God's promise through Abraham, and today we're going to talk about God's promise to Moses. If you missed the previous sermon, go to neartownchurch.org and you can find those recordings. The promise today, the one made to people through Moses, reminds us that if we obey God's commands, we'll experience the blessing of God's strength. We all need strength. That reminds me, I want to ask you to pray for our friend, Dr. Amanda McCoy. She's working in Tenwick Hospital in Kenya. With limited resources in a challenging part of the world, she leads a team of doctors to treat orthotrauma. She's in need of our prayers. We're already giving her some finances, but she needs God's strength, extraordinary strength. And now that I think about it, so do you. We're all gonna face real challenges in the next few months of our lives. You'll face obstacles, some of which you can see coming and others of which that are going to surprise you. Do you realize that everything happening in our world and in your life is within God's power to control? And we can discuss what God causes and what God allows, but the point is that here's an opportunity for this disruption to be a place where God grows us. And you must believe that this is a part of the process that God wants to use to transform you into the person he wants you to become. I want to tell you about God's promise to Moses because I think that there's power in this promise and it'll give you hope in God's strength wherever God leads you. So we meet Moses in the book of Exodus. We learn that Moses spent the first 40 years of his life in Egypt at Pharaoh's house. So something happens, you can read about it, and he flees to the hills where he will spend another 40 years, from 40 years old to 80 years old. And we read in Exodus chapter 33, verse one, these words. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now most scholars believe that Moses wrote the book of Exodus, so I think it's slightly humorous to imagine Moses recalling this event, knowing everything that's happened since it. And he writes these words as a description of how simple and uninterrupted his life was for those 40 years, between 40 and 80 years old. His only responsibility is caring for this flock, he gets up, sunrise, he goes to bed at sunset, six days a week, no big deal, no problem, no worries. But God disrupts his normal, ordinary life with the enormously difficult task of confronting Egypt's powerful Pharaoh. And then after doing that, he must lead the Israelites to the promised land. They're whiny, they're tired, there's difficulty, but this is his task to do. How about that for a surprise change in a daily routine? From being a shepherd alone on a hill to leading God's people. This is like what God is doing in all of our lives right now. He's interrupting our lives or allowing a disruption. And I want you to know that though you might resist change and just want to get back to normal, life is never going to be normal again for you or for Moses. 
So let's talk about Moses where we're going to hear a promise that matters for today. So the story goes in Exodus chapter three that while keeping a flock, Moses sees a burning bush and from that bush, God speaks to Moses. This is what we call a theophany. It's a physical manifestation of God's presence. Now later in the story, at this very location, the mountain is going to be quaking with God's presence, but in this moment, it's the still small voice of God. It's interesting to me that God chooses the time that he is away from the noise of his family and friends to show up in a still small voice. He is alone, not expecting to hear God, but alone on this mountain, God speaks. And here's what God says. And now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So twice in Exodus chapter 3, God says that he has heard the prayers of Israel for deliverance. And the time has come for God to deliver. God is going to pick Moses to speak on behalf of his people. And Moses responds with this, what? I can't do this. Look at verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? I've said something like this many times when I've face formidable challenges. What? God, I can't do this. And truthfully, those very words have slipped in and out of my mind as I've considered how to lead my family and our church since March. What? God, I don't, I, I can't do this. Maybe you've had the same kind of thought. You've asked God or said to God, what? I can't do this. I imagine just before this burning bush, God is in heaven, he's making a plan to rescue Israel and he decides to pick Moses because of his 40 years experience in Egypt and 40 years of life in the desert. He's the perfect candidate. He wants to make the moment extra special for Moses and he chooses this fiery bush and he's going to speak to him through it. It's so epic. God speaks to Moses and Moses says, no. I've wondered if God ever regretted picking Moses to face the challenge because I always focus on how Moses is so unsure of himself. I mean, this is his moment to gain followers and to become an influencer. Maybe even he'll get a sponsor, he'll pay him to endorse the product. God Almighty is inviting him to lead the descendants of Abraham into the promised land flowing with milk and honey. It is go time, but Moses totally whiffs it. Instead of saying, let's do this, God, he replies, you want me to speak? I, I'm not any good at speaking. It might be because I'm getting older, but I, I now appreciate his response to God. All I can now see is relatable honesty. Moses is exactly where God wants all of us to be, aware of how desperately in need of God we are for the life ahead. It seems that God interrupts our lives with challenges that make us say, I can't do this, God. And this is what God wants for us because it is then and only in then that we will hear his promise. Look at verse 12. He tells Moses, I will be with you. I'll be with you in this difficult journey. This reminds me of what happens almost every summer when Jeannie and I go hiking with the kids. I can remember a few times over the years where and this is especially when the kids were younger, where we would get to a seemingly impassable section of the trail. Oftentimes it's a wide creek or a steep climb. And as we approach that section, as their father, I would have to use my own strength to help them make the jump or to make the climb. They couldn't make it on their own, but I as their father am with them and so they're able to. 
This is what Moses must learn about God. There are times that God leads us to difficult places so that we will be, become more aware of his strength. But we don't always know fully God's strength, and that's okay. This is the kind of Bible story that gives you the permission to be brutally honest with God about how you're feeling right now. I mean, like you're faced with challenges, no doubt about it. And if you don't think you have what it takes to do it on your own, you don't have to lie to God, he knows. You're exactly where God wants you to be, aware of your need for God to put his power and strength on display. So the story goes that Moses still doubts God, but after a series of supernatural signs and with permission to bring his brother Aaron to help speak, Moses goes to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh does exactly what God says he's going to do, which is ignore the words of Moses. They get through nine plagues, and then there's a tenth plague where the firstborn of every household is struck dead. In defeat, Pharaoh lets God's people go. We pick up again in the passage with the Israelites at the foot of Mount Sinai where they sing and rejoice at God's deliverance. There's more to this story. I encourage you to read it. It's a fascinating, amazing story. It's so good. But here we are at this mountain. God is going to make a promise to his people Israel through this chosen leader, Moses. This promise is called the Mosaic Covenant and it's really important. It's quite complex. So I'm not gonna be able to handle it all, but there's one part of it we see in Exodus chapter 20, verse three through six. The Lord called to him out of the mountain saying, thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So this is God's promise to the Israelites. If you obey God, you will experience blessings. Moses tells the people and the people say, we will obey God. Then God gives them this list of rules that they must obey as his chosen people. He gives them the Ten Commandments and there are other laws concerning what they eat, how they must worship, and the rules for their lives together. Every one of these laws is how God establishes boundaries so that these people can experience the life God wants to give them. It's a glorious event. It includes thunder and lightning and smoke and fire. It's not so quiet this time like it was for Moses in the burning bush. Instead, this time the mountain is actually trembling at the glory of God's presence. God establishes boundaries. You know, I think of it like what life was like for me when I was a kid riding my bike around my neighborhood. My parents would tell me, Russell, here are the boundaries. Stay within these boundaries and you're good. But if you get outside these boundaries, you're gonna be in trouble. So what did I do? Sometimes I went outside of those boundaries. My mom and dad listened to this sermon. I know you are, and so I apologize. I'm sorry for doing it. The reason that we have within our hearts a desire to rebel against God goes all the way back to when sin entered through Adam and Eve. Sin entered and it rooted itself in the human heart. And not even a well-written list of rules given by God on a mountain that's quaking with the glory of God's presence. Not even that is enough to transform our hearts. And this is why Jesus was born. God's display of strength to deliver Israel through Moses was a foreshadow of his work to deliver people through Jesus Christ from sin. 
The entire Old Testament, including this promise by God through Moses about obedience and blessing, it sets the stage for the mightiest display of God's strength through his only son, Jesus. You see, Jesus died on a cross as a sacrifice for sin so that we could be delivered. God's display of strength to deliver Israel through Moses from slavery foreshadows his work to deliver people through Jesus Christ from a bondage to sin. Let me ask you this question. Have you put your faith in Jesus through whom God forgives your sin? When you do, God puts a spirit in you. Through faith in Jesus Christ, God's spirit is giving you a new heart. So let's think about this promise to Israel through Moses again. In the Old Testament, the promise was that obedience brings blessing. Since Jesus, we obey God because of the blessing of salvation. And we can obey God believing that he'll give us the strength to face whatever the next 12 months brings into our lives. Here's the promise. If you do life God's way, you'll have a life blessed with God's strength in every situation. It doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy or without suffering. But it does mean that you'll experience deliverance by the mighty hand of God, just as the Israelites experienced when God rescued them from slavery. So here we have an opportunity to respond. Like Moses, God has interrupted your life and is leading you into a challenging future. And you have one of two choices. Are you going to reject God or are you going to ask God for help? I want to challenge you to set a daily reminder for yourself that God is there as a strong deliverer. You know, after the Exodus, anytime Israel faced difficulty, they would remind one another of God's deliverance in Egypt. Without God, they would still be slaves, but with God, there is real freedom. I want you to write down whatever obstacle you're facing, and then I want you to just also write that God is able. For those of you that have not yet given your lives to God, believing that Jesus Christ delivers from sin. What I want for you to do is I want for you to repent of your sin and to put your faith in Jesus. Whether or not you realize it, until you invite Jesus into your life, you are living as a slave to sin. And like Moses came as a deliverer to Israel, God sends Jesus as a deliverer for you. You can be saved. You can be freed up. And you can be invited into a life with Christ where the boundaries are clear and within those boundaries you'll experience real blessing and you'll experience life. This is God's promise to you. So make this decision. And whatever you decide, we want for you to make us aware of how you're going to respond. If you're watching and you decide to put your faith in Jesus or you have more questions about what it means to be a follower of Christ, I encourage you, to reach out to us and let us know. We wanna help you, we wanna walk with you. If you're facing some kind of obstacle where you're unsure of whether or not God is able or you need some help, and we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus to you to show you that God is strong, just let us know. May we all respond to the promise of God that when we're obeying God, when we're living in the presence of God, there is real strength to face the obstacles that life brings. Now let's pray on and think about these things.